What's the deal, my babies? Bless Life Detroit Lounge Podcast. This is your boy, Big Walk. Anchor FM, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audiobooks, Spotify. We on like 10 outlets. Um, all glory be to God. Um, It's been a minute, about a month. So I tapped in. I really just been... um. Honestly, it's been about two months since I made a podcast. I've just been trying to gain as much knowledge and power from God and the energy as I can to even give you something to talk about, something to chop up, chop it up about. Or, you know what I'm saying, situations that we all can learn from. You know what I'm saying? But um, I'm going to just keep this one short. We, we, we about to be on, y'all. I'm telling you. I just want to say, keep the faith. Keep going. Don't stop. No matter what it looks like, if you look defeated, if you feel like you at the finish line with no pro- productivity, keep going. It's not the finish line. It's not over for you yet. It's, if you feel like you're in a desert in a dry place, keep going. You will find your water. Um, no matter what you go through, it is a blessing and a lesson and something you can learn from to apply to your next day. My mom used to say, you know what I'm saying, God, give us a day called tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Not today, not yesterday, but God gives you a day called tomorrow where you can restart. Don't be so caught up in your todays that you miss out on your tomorrow being stuck in your today. Um, it's been a battle. Every day is a battle. You know what I'm saying? Like in Detroit. You have to fight for your life. I was just in a situation where I had a roommate, and um, um, he called me. First off, it's been my man's five, six years. We bros, little bro, respect. Hustler to hustler. You know what I'm saying? But you got to watch out for sheep, sheeps and wolves. Or wolves and sheep clothing. I'm sorry, I haven't used this phrase or even had to use this phrase. But you have to watch out. For wolves and sheep's clothing, um, and the devil was once an angel, and the devil comes to you as everything you need in that moment, in that time, in that second, in that minute. He appears, he appears to be more than what you need, but it's more than what you bargained for. Um, so, like I said, my one of my bros. He was a brother. Um, but we all know the story of Judas and Jesus, and Jesus right? But um, called me, bro. I'm down there homeless. I'm saying I'm in love with Shorty. We've been sleeping in cars. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like, I need you. At the same time, this was my man's one day. He, Him and his baby mama broke up. And they hated being at the crib solo dolo. You know what I'm saying? Because the nigga... White collar criminal, black collar criminal, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, bro used to just hate, you know what I'm saying? Sleeping, you know what I'm saying? Bro just need, you know what I'm saying? Not a not a protector, but I guess if niggas kick down the door, he ain't want to be in that bitch by itself. Like I said, when you got a brother, you know what I'm saying? Somebody you rock with, it's, it's all or nothing. But you got to pay attention to the red flags in any relationship that God gives you. Back to the story. Yeah, well, I'm homeless. Um, 
and my girl needs somewhere to go. And I'm like, you know what? Well, you call me on the right day because <clears throat> I'm a hundred or two hundred dollars short on my rent. On the hundred dollar rent, I had two bedrooms, two baths myself, just me. And I felt like that was God in that moment sending help. But like I said, the devil comes at you as everything you need or everything you want him to be in that time and moment. You know, so we've been living, living together four or five months. <clears throat> we had times where we'd be late for rent, on time for rent, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like when it comes to anybody, um, people somewhat learn to be dependent on you by what you have. So I was walking out it. Oh, well, I got a couple extra thousand, a couple extra hundred. He won't mind that I'm a hundred, two hundred dollars short. He won't mind that I'm late this month again because God blesses walk. So if God blesses walk, walk got it, and walk gonna look out for me. You're wrong. And it comes to a point where you have to cut your thumb off to save your whole hand. I'm gonna say this again, blood. You have to cut your thumb off. To save your whole hand. And um, and that's exactly what I did. But in my mind, I'm gonna tell me keep it all the way funky with you. I'm like, if I put if I put blood out, I might have to deal with this nigga later on trying to kick down my door and shoot me in my sleep because he's emotional like that. God put it to where the nigga moved out without me making him move out, saying nothing to him. But he moved out while I was at work. Three days before August rent was due. Capiche? You hear me? So that left me in a space of not knowing what I was going to do. You know what I'm saying? And um, we had even uh, had late fees from the previous month because of whoever. That's neither here nor there. But it's the truth. When you, and I, I sat in the corner of my room, and I really felt defeated. I'm looking at a 1,700 square feet apartment that I'm about to lose, or that I lost. I had to go to court. Um, you know, Jews don't play about their money. Either going to give them their cheese, or they're going to deal with you accordingly. And that's what they tried to do. And I'm, and like I said, I just, I felt like I was left short. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I, I, I'm, I have an honest living. I'm not scamming no more. I'm not drug dealing no more. Everything I do is strategic, but correct. I'm 28. I'm a black male in Detroit. The odds are already against me. Why would you give the white man more odds against you to be against you? I'm not going for it. I learned. You got to be somewhat different from the statistics that's on 28 with no kids 28 no baby mamas 28 no felonies 28 ain't been to jail why because i want to be different than the statistics of a black man that they already give us you know what i'm saying the system been corrupted and fucked up from the start america was built on black people's backs <laughs> and america is against the black people that built this world and God is black too. And Jesus is black. You know, God is the OG. You know what I'm saying? We don't know what color God is. But I know his son, Jesus Christ, is bronze 
uh, dreadhead brother. You heard me. <laughs> but like I said, nonetheless, I felt defeated. And so now, I'm the one searching for this nigga. I went looking for this nigga at his baby mother house. I went to his mama house. And I feel like if I gave you my hand and extended my help, don't you ever your fucking life betray me or try to get over me because you will lose. I went looking for this nigga. He grew up in the same hood I grew up in, somewhat a couple blocks down. But we all know about Seven Mile, from Seven Mile and Greenfield to Seven Mile and Southfield is a jungle on the left or right side of Seven Mile. If you never put in work in the hood, you have no respect from the hood. I put in work. My niggas put in work. Me and him, we me and him shared mutual friends to where I found out he never put in the proper work. But he needed protection. Anybody watch Power, the season one, two, three, four, five? Ghost is very strategic. And sometimes I watch Power and be like, yo, we gotta fucking cut this. Like, I don't know how Ghost go make it. I don't know how Uncle Tommy about to survive this one. But they do. You get what I'm saying? And that's how I felt like I played it. So like I said, I wanna search for this nigga. I'm calling niggas actually, you know what I'm saying? If they heard anything, woo woo, I call one of my mans. He said, bro, a nigga just called me. Asking if I knew you or what type of nigga you was. He asked me what was going on. I told the nigga, you know what I'm saying. Our man's got over, got down on me. The nigga, I'm, a, I'm, a, I do live in nursing. Um, I'm a patient care tech technician. So I do adult foster care where I live in my job four nights in three days. You hear me? Or it might be three days, four nights. I'm sorry, but I'm in my bag regardless. He moved out without telling me. While I was at work with no play, no proper plan, no nothing. Ain't call me as a man, shook hands as a man, nothing. Ain't pull up on me, nothing. Ain't put a backwood leaf swisher in the air to chop it up about shit. I came home and found out he moved on, moved out and sent this bitch back to Vegas where the fuck her ass is from. So talking to my man telling him he's like dog this nigga try to have shooters on your head so if you would have pulled up and tried to fight him or you would have pulled up on some tough shit they would have shot your curb and tried to shoot you but because listen God he's a protector a keeper all of that because I heard God first I called the nigga that was mutual and that nigga called the niggas that was supposed to shoot me or do whatever to me and them niggas dead at that shit and switch positions and switch sides. Mind you, I know these niggas. But they said, we not about to protect no nigga who never put in work for us. I'm not putting my life on the line for a nigga who ain't never did nothing for me. I put in work with these niggas growing up. They just ain't heard my name in a while. So once they heard it was me, they told him to tell me, tell war. We gonna make this nigga pay him his cheese. And if Walter wants us, we'll drag the nigga to his doorstep because he played the whole position and tried to get over and cry wolf. So if that's not God in the situation, I'm telling you, I'm 13, 50, 1400 in off a of righteous salary, off a of correct living, check the check living. You hear me? 
Where the fuck I'm going to get 1400 from without hustling the bad way? But this is the part where you got to question your faith. How big is your faith? How big is your God? Are you bigger than the situation or the situation bigger than you? Did you pray about it? Did you get on your knees? Did you just tell God, I'm, I'm trusting you, God. I'm trusting you, Dad. Have your way. Make it happen. Did you sit at the feet of your father and ask for help? Or did you trust yourself because you thought you was God? Or you thought you can, you know, make it happen on your own? How my man's thought. And now this nigga sleeping in his car back at his mama house. With no bitch, no brothers, no nothing. He bit the hand that fed him. And he lost his arm. You get what I'm saying? And he's a, like I said, the devil is a card artist. The devil is an angel. The nigga can sing. <laughs> I heard the devil has a beautiful voice. So he can persuade you and try to get you to move on his terms, on his conditions. But I know it was the blood. Um, I know it's, it's an old hymn. You know what I'm saying? I used to hear my grandma singing or heard my old spiritual father sing. Like, I know it was the blood. Hey, no, it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. Hey, one day when I was lost, he died up on the cross. And I know it was the blood for me. Do you think if God died for your sins, for you to have a your best life, a blessed life, whatever you're supposed to have, do you think he will let his word become void? No, he wouldn't. God don't ask you for nothing but faith. How big is your faith? Faith and forgiveness. Forgive those, you know what I'm saying, who trespass against me and leads not to temptation. Forgive those. Jesus died on the cross. His last words was, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Why would I go to hell for not forgiving somebody? Forgive that person. You know what I'm saying? I jump subjects. But you have, after all of this, you know what I'm saying? One of my homegirls, um, someone that grew up, grew up with my college, you know what I'm saying? Like my little college crush or whatever. We we transparent. She keep it a bean with me. She said, yo, give it a couple days, couple days, then react. The motherfucker I love to death said, what? Don't waste your precious time chasing a nigga, looking for a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Once I stop feeding to the negative, or I got to put my hands on this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Let me get these motherfucking Dracos ready. I just gave it to God. I got my money. I got my peace. And even though they threw all my shit out, whatever, I still got my crib. Because I kept my faith. And I didn't let my back against the wall stay against the wall. And um, I'ma just, you know I'm saying, keep it short there, cause it's power in this podcast episode by itself. But um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the summer. Like I said, I've been so busy that I haven't made way 
to even make a podcast or even have enough time or peace to sit anywhere and to make a podcast. But then again, when you're doing something fruitful, productive, and positive, the devil will try to distract you and keep you away from your gift and what you're supposed to do. And um, and I'm going to just stop here. No, I'm not. I even had another situation. Good night. I even had another situation where me and my man's, me and my, my left-hand man's Willie P. We, um, like last week, two weeks ago, we pop bottles. You know what I'm saying? We, we do what we do when we do it. And one night, it was hard for niggas to pop bottles and just hard for them to make it happen. And it's never been been like that. That's why I told bro, like, fuck it, I'm about to go in the house, play gospel, listen to T.D. Jakes, and nigga, I shoot him more. That night, I heard my mom, or heard God, clear as day. And God had somebody talk through me, talk to me through my mom. Or, you know what I'm saying? Try to understand that part of this. I'm not even about to try to clear it up. Try your best to understand what I'm saying. I found a, I got on YouTube typing T.D. Jakes. I'm like, well, ain't nothing popping on T.D. Jakes. Ain't nothing come sticking out to me to, to choose to watch. So sometimes you type in Great Faith. Great Faith is a church. My mama had me visit. We used to visit like two or three times. Um, Bishop Wayne T. Jackson. Very, very powerful pastor in Detroit. And, um... I'm going to piggyback up on something, too, about pastors in Detroit. But um, my mom had went to him for prayer and healing. He healed me from asthma and being allergic to certain foods. I couldn't play football, basketball, sports. And anytime I was on a dog or cat, guinea pig, whatever, I would go into asthma attacks and wheezing and can't breathe and dying. and had to go to St. John Providence and Henry Ford because I'm about to die. From grass and all this. He prayed for me, God. And God healed me. God delivered me from that sickness. You know what I'm saying? So my mama had the same big faith. And I was I was talking to my brother about this. The the pastor Wayne T asked my mama, like, yo, I healed your son a couple years ago. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, wow, I'm trying to have big faith like my mom. But my mama had to tap in and have faith from her son to keep going and to keep believing in her healing. You couldn't have told none of us that my mama wasn't going to pass away, that my mom was going to pass away. we never seen it coming. That was never expected. My mama's faith was so big and she was so beautiful on the outside. On the outside, we couldn't tell that cancer was turned up on the inside, but it was. And that night, I, I never, this is three years. This will be three years this year my mama passed away. I haven't heard my mama's voice in years. I was almost forgetting what it sounded like. I haven't seen my mama move. I haven't seen her talk, cry, pray, nothing in three years. This video showed every emotion that I needed to see from my mama. And this showed how strong her was, how strong she was, her strength. But my point of saying this is to even piggyback on my first reason for today's episode. Never lose your faith. Keep going. 
sometimes God needs you to tap into him, to trust him. And don't trust the world. Don't trust the bottle. Don't trust the cookie and your backwood. Sometimes you just got to put it on the line and just trust God and let it go. And he will show up right in the midst of the midnight hour. And um, one of my spiritual friends that I'm, I'm learning and building with on a spiritual rim told me, you can't be strong without being weak. It goes hand in hand. So people try so much to be strong, but trying to be strong, tear your ass up because you're not vulnerable to pain. You're not vulnerable to making yourself weak. Have you ever noticed when you got a heartbreak or some bad shit happen, you cry, you break down, and you hurting, but it's like a reboot, like a restart, like a refresh, like fresh air all of a sudden now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got another shot at this again after you let the pain pass. But you can't be great and can't move on and can't tap in to who you are and use your resources until you feel that pain. Pain is used to construct and build who you are. We become better by pain. Not by being happy all the time. If God if God gave us everything we wanted, we wouldn't even need God. God, people are like, oh, God loved us so much. Why he let this happen? Why he make that happen? Da, 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 da. To make you better. What? Why you think God took your mama? From your 14 or 15 year old brother and you being 25. Because my mama did everything she was supposed to do and installed all of us what she wanted to, what she was supposed to do growing up. I got a college, I got a little brother about to go to college. I got a brother that's all American. And I'm busting my ass for all of us. And I got no kids, no baby mamas, and no jail time. Because of what my mama installed in me as a black little boy growing up on Seven Mile. Do you hear me? We went from bright, listen, I, I was born in a million dollar, I was a million dollar baby, baby, gold forks, gold spoons, gold knives, maids, fucking whatever, butlers that live with me, maids that live with me, the world and God to teach you, I can't give you everything you want, everything, you know what I'm saying, because you're not going to need me, God wants you to need him at the end of the day, you need Jesus, you need him, he don't need, you need him, G. So I go from living in Manchester and Bloomfield Hills to my mama being married, um, moving to Brightmore. I'm fighting every day. <laughs> Niggas talking about your, your shirt too clean, pouring paint on my shirt. I'm bringing food to school. Niggas like, you got that from the suburbs? Like little dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you mad because you're poor and I'm rich. Niggas used to fight me off that shit. Move to seven mile. Now I'm versatile. I know how to be book and street smart. I know how to talk to a white man. I know how to talk to a black man. I needed that to make me who I am. So I couldn't be all in the riches. If I was all in the riches, I wouldn't be who Walter Daniels is today. I had to be poor. I had to take some losses. I had to starve some days. My mama had to lose some jobs and be without. And that made us as great as we are today. You get what I'm saying? But, um, I just want to say, man, and that's just the last two personal experiences I went through back to back, and I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't 
keep this to myself. Um, like I said, I wanted to even piggyback to what I was saying about Detroit pastors, and um, it's crazy. You know what? I'm not even gonna talk about pastors tonight. I don't want to block my blessings. And I don't know how to be transparent yet as far as preachers, who they come off as who they are, vice versa, who they really are. And the Bible says, touch not my anointing. And I know that. And even though my heart is gold and I'm coming from a good place, as a son of God, it's just certain things I'm just not ready to touch on. So, with that being said, Bless Life Detroit, Lions Podcast, we checking in, man. Um, Big Walt, it's a blessing. Um, It's a lesson. Um, It's a gift and a curse. But your faith is what makes you. Your pain is what creates you. Um, You know what I'm saying? But um, I'm going to end this with a prayer. I'm going to sleep for sure. Our Father, child in heaven, hallowed thy name. Hallowed thee by name, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us for our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver from all that is evil. Find the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Next interview um, is coming up with my sister, man. My day one, one of my dogs. One of the smartest females I ever met in my life. I think she went to like Penn State, Harvard, fucking Yale. You know what I'm saying? Chantel Watkins. Um, one of the first black hippies I ever met. Um, she's a, um, they have a podcast too. Her, my little brother, one of my other um, people that I know. Um, they have a podcast called Mind Fucked on Spotify. I believe it's on Apple Podcasts as well. I will be interviewing her shortly soon, a couple days, maybe in a few hours. Um, she just released a book. She got like two or three books, audio books. Um, she just released a single on Apples. And um, she's somebody that Detroit needs right now. You get what I'm saying? Damn near a freedom a freedom writer, a freedom speecher. Like, I done seen her at, at, um, at um, not no riot, but... Um, Chantel has spoken. I can't even think what I'm at. Uh, I know, right? Um, fuck. a rally. Thank you, God. She talks at rallies in Detroit. Um, And her, her power comes from her peace. Like this, somebody like I know, like her sister, her brother, fighters, her fighters. But she was brain smart, or book smart before she was street smart. But she will beat your ass. So we will be checking in with the next episode. You know what I'm saying? My sis Chantel, the hippie. You know what I'm saying? We was working in dispensaries together. You know what I'm saying? On that medical marijuana tip trying to save lives. And we both stopped that and became greater in Detroit and better people than drug dealers. 
Um, but that's the next interview coming up. And like I said, Bless Life Detroit Lounge Radio Podcast, Spotify, Google, Apple. The main sources of entertainment today. My podcast is on, and one day I pray that I end up on Complex or Revolt working for Diddy. You hear me? Kenny Burns. I don't want to be like these Detroit people. I don't want to fit in. I don't want to be like them. And shout out to um, Hashtag Eastside, too. You know what I'm saying? They over there doing good on the East. You know what I'm saying? We West Side over here, blood. You hear me? We all enjoy y'all day, y'all night. Tap in. I have over 23 episodes thus far. And God willing, I'll give you 100 more. Good night. God bless. What's the deal, my babies? Bless Life Detroit Lounge Podcast. This is your boy, Big Walk. Anchor FM, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audiobooks, Spotify. We on like 10 outlets. Um, all glory be to God. Um, it's been a minute, about a month since I tapped in. I really just been... um. Honestly, it's been about two months since I made a podcast. I've just been trying to gain as much knowledge and power from God and the energy as I can to even give you something to talk about, something to chop up, chop it up about. Or, you know what I'm saying, situations that we all can learn from. You know what I'm saying? But um, I'm going to just keep this one short. We, we, we about to be on, y'all. I'm telling you. I just want to say, keep the faith. Keep going. Don't stop. No matter what it looks like, if you look defeated, if you feel like you at the finish line with no pro- productivity, keep going. It's not the finish line. It's not over for you yet. It's if you feel like you're in a desert and a dry place, keep going. You will find your water. Um, no matter what you go through, it is a blessing and a lesson and something you can learn from to apply to your next day. My mom used to say, you know what I'm saying, God, give us a day called tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Not today, not yesterday, but God gives you a day called tomorrow where you can restart. Don't be so caught up in your todays that you miss out on your tomorrow and being stuck in your today. Um, it's been a battle. Every day is a battle. You know what I'm saying? Like in Detroit. You have to fight for your life. I was just in a situation where I had a roommate, and um, um, he called me. First off, this been my man's five, six years. We bros, little bro, respect. Hustler to hustler, you know what I'm saying? But you got to watch out for sheep, sheeps and wolves, or wolves and sheep clothing. I'm sorry, I haven't used this phrase or even had to use this phrase. But you have to watch out. For wolves and sheep's clothing. Um, and the devil was once an angel. And the devil comes to you as everything you need in that moment, in that time, in that second, in that minute. He appears, he appears to be more than what you need. But it's more than what you bargained for. Um, so like I said, my one of my bros. He was a brother. Um, but we all know the story of Judas and Jesus, and Jesus right? But um, called me, bro. I'm down there homeless. 
I'm saying? I'm in love with Shorty. We've been sleeping in cars. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like, I need you. At the same time, this was my man's one day. He, Him and his baby mama broke up. And they hated being at the crib solo dolo. You know what I'm saying? Because the nigga, white collar criminal, black collar criminal, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, bro used to just hate. You know what I'm saying? Sleeping. You know what I'm saying? Bro just need. You know what I'm saying? Not a not a protector, but I guess if niggas kick down the door, he ain't want to be in that bitch by itself. Like I said, when you got a brother, you know what I'm saying, somebody you rock with, it's, it's all or nothing. But you got to pay attention to the red flags in any relationship that God gives you. Back to the story. Yeah, well, I'm homeless. Um, and my girl needs somewhere to go. And I'm like, you know what? Well, you call me on the right day because <clears throat> I'm a hundred or two hundred dollars short on my rent. On the hundred dollar rent, I had two bedrooms, two baths, myself, just me. And I felt like that was God in that moment sending help. But like I said, the devil comes at you as everything you need or everything you want him to be in that time and moment. You know, so we've been living together four or five months. <clears throat> we had times where we'd be late for rent on time for rent, whatever, you know what I'm saying, but I feel like when it comes to anybody, um, people somewhat learn to be dependent on you by what you have, so oh, if Walt got it, oh, Walt got a couple extra thousand, a couple extra hundred, he won't mind that I'm a hundred, two hundred dollars short, he won't mind that I'm late this month again, because... God blesses what? So if God blesses what, what got it? And what gonna look out for me? You're wrong. And it comes to a point where you have to cut your thumb off to save your whole hand. I'm gonna say this again, blood. You have to cut your thumb off to save your whole hand. And um, and that's exactly what I did. But in my mind, I'm gonna tell me keep it all the way funky with you. I'm like, if I put if I put blood out, I might have to deal with this nigga later on, trying to kick down my door, shoot me in my sleep, because he's emotional like that. God put it to where the nigga moved out without me making him move out, saying nothing to him. But he moved out while I was at work, three days before August rent was due. Capiche? You hear me? So that left me in a space of not knowing what I was going to do. You know what I'm saying? And um, we had even uh, had late fees from the previous month because of whoever. That's neither here nor there. But it's the truth. When you, and I, I, I sat in the corner of my room and I really felt defeated. I'm looking at a 1,700 square feet apartment that I'm about to lose or that I lost. I had to go to court. Um, you know, Jews don't play about their money. Either going to give them their cheese or they're going to deal with you accordingly. And that's what they tried to do. And I'm, and like I said, I just, I felt like I was left short. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I, I, I'm, I have an honest living. I'm not scamming no more. I'm not drug dealing no more. Everything I do is strategic, but correct. I'm 28. I'm a black male in Detroit. 
odds are already against me. Why would you give the white man more odds against you to be against you? I'm not going for it. I won't. You got to be somewhat different from the statistics. That's on 28 with no kids. 28, no baby mamas. 28, no felonies. 28, ain't been to jail. Why? Because I want to be different than the statistics of a black man that they already give us. You know what I'm saying? The system been corrupt and fucked up from the start. America was built on black people's backs. <laughs> and America is against the black people that built this world. And God is black too. And Jesus is black. You know, God is the OG. You know what I'm saying? We don't know what color God is. But I know his son, Jesus Christ, is bronze, uh, dreadhead brother. You heard me. <laughs> but like I said, nonetheless, I felt defeated. And so now, I'm the one searching for this nigga. I'm looking for this nigga at his baby mother house. I went to his mama house. And I feel like if I gave you my hand and extended my help, don't you ever in your fucking life betray me or try to get over me because you will lose. I went looking for this nigga. He grew up in the same hood I grew up in, somewhat a couple blocks down. But we all know about Seven Mile, from Seven Mile and Greenfield to Seven Mile and Southfield is a jungle on the left or right side of Seven Mile. If you never put in work in the hood, you have no respect from the hood. I put in work. My niggas put in work. Me and him central we me and him shared mutual friends to where I found out he never put in the proper work. But he needed protection. Anybody watch Power, the season one, two, three, four, five. Ghost is very strategic. And sometimes I watch Power and be like, yo, we gotta fucking cut this. Like, I don't know how Ghost go make it. I don't know how Uncle Tommy about to survive this one. But they do. You get what I'm saying? And that's how I felt like I played it. So like I said, I went searching for this nigga. I'm calling niggas actually. You know what I'm saying? If they heard anything, whoop, whoop, I called one of my mans. He said, bro, a nigga just called me asking if I knew you or what type of nigga you was. He asked me what was going on. I told the nigga. You know what I'm saying? Our mans got over, got down on me. The nigga, I'm a, I'm a, I do live in nursing. Um, I'm a patient care tech technician so i do adult foster care where i live at my job four nights in three days you hear me or it might be three days four nights i'm sorry but i'm in my back regardless he moved out without telling me while i was at work with no play no proper plan no nothing ain't call me as a man shook hands as a man nothing ain't pull up on me nothing ain't put a backwood leaf Swisher in the air to chop it up about shit. I came home and found out he moved on, moved, moved out, and sent this bitch back to Vegas where the fuck her ass is from. So I'm talking to my man, telling him he like, no, this nigga try to have shooters on your head. So if you would have pulled up and tried to fight him, or you would have pulled up on some tough shit, they would have shot your curb and tried to shoot you. Well, because listen, God, he's a protector, a keeper, all of that. Because I heard God first. I called the nigga that was mutual. And that nigga called the niggas that was supposed to shoot me or do whatever to me. 
And them niggas dead at that shit and switch positions and switch sides. Mind you, I know these niggas. But they said, we not about to protect no nigga who never put in work for us. I'm not putting my life on the line for a nigga who ain't never did nothing for me. I put in work with these niggas growing up. They just ain't heard my name in a while. So once they heard it was me, they told him to tell me, tell war. We gonna make this nigga pay him his cheese. And if Walter wants us, we'll drag the nigga to his doorstep because he played the whole position and tried to get over and cry wolf. So if that's not God in a situation, I'm telling you, I'm 13, 50, 1400 in off a righteous salary, off a correct living. Check the check living. You hear me? Where the fuck I'm gonna get 1400 from without hustling the bad way? But this is the part where you got to question your faith. How big is your faith? How big is your God? Are you bigger than the situation or the situation bigger than you? Did you pray about it? Did you get on your knees? Did you just tell God, I'm, I'm trusting you, God. I'm trusting you, Dad. Have your way. Make it happen. Did you sit at the feet of your father and ask for help? Or did you trust yourself because you thought you was God? Or you thought you can, you know, make it happen on your own? How my man's thought. And now this nigga sleeping in his car back at his mama house. With no bitch, no brothers, no nothing. He bit the hand that fed him. And he lost his arm. You get what I'm saying? And he's a, like I said, the devil is a car damage. The devil is an angel. The nigga can sing. I heard the devil has a beautiful voice so he can persuade you and try to get you to move on his terms, on his conditions. But I know it was the blood. Um, I know it's, it's an old hymn. You know what I'm saying? I used to hear my grandma singing or hear my old spiritual father singing. Like, I know it was the blood. Hey, no, it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. Hey, one day when I was lost, he died up on the cross. I know it was a blood for me. Do you think if God died for your sins, for you to have a your best life, a blessed life, whatever you're supposed to have, do you think he will let his word become void? No, he wouldn't. God don't ask you for nothing but faith. How big is your faith? Faith and forgiveness. Forgive those, you know what I'm saying, who trespass against me and leads not to temptation. Forgive those. Jesus died on the cross. His last words was, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Why would I go to hell for not forgiving somebody? Forgive that person. You know what I'm saying? I jump subjects. But you have, after all of this, you know what I'm saying, one of my homegirls, um, someone that grew up, grew up with my college you know what I'm saying? Like my little college crush or whatever we we transparent and she keep it a being with me she said yo give it a couple day couple days then react the motherfucker i love to death said what don't waste your precious time chasing a nigga looking for a nigga you get what i'm saying 
once I stop feeding to the negative, or I gotta put my hands on this nigga, and I'm saying, let me get these motherfucking Dracos ready. I just gave it to God. I got my money. I got my peace. And even though they threw all my shit out, whatever, I still got my crib. Because I kept my faith. And I didn't let my back against the wall stay against the wall. And um, I'm going to just, I'm saying keep it short there. Because it's power in this podcast episode by itself. But um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the summer. Like I said, I've been so busy that I haven't made way to even make a podcast or even have enough time or peace to sit anywhere and to make a podcast. But then again, when you're doing something fruitful, productive, and positive, the devil will try to distract you and keep you away from your gift and what you're supposed to do. And um, and I'm a, and I'm gonna just stop here. No, I'm not. I even had another situation. Good night. I even had another situation where me and my man's, me and my my left hand man's Willie P. We um, like last week, two weeks ago, we pop bottles. You know what I'm saying? We we do what we do when we do it. One night it was hard for niggas to pop bottles and just hard for them to make it happen. And it's never been been like that. That's why I told bro, like, fuck it, I'm about to go in the house, play gospel, listen to TD Jakes, and nigga, I'll see you tomorrow. That night I heard my mom, or I heard God, clear as day. And God had somebody talk through me, talk to me through my mom. Or, you know what I'm saying? Try to understand that part of this shit. I'm not even about to try to clear it up. Try your best to understand what I'm saying. I found a... I got on YouTube typing T.D. Jakes. I'm like, well, ain't nothing popping on T.D. Jakes. Ain't nothing come sticking out to me to, to choose to watch. So sometimes you type in Great Faith. Great Faith is a church. My mama had me visit. We used to visit like two or three times. Um, Bishop Wayne Jackson. Very, very powerful pastor in Detroit and um, I'm going to piggyback on something too about pastors in Detroit but um, my mom had went to him for prayer and healing he healed me from asthma and being allergic to certain foods I couldn't play football basketball sports and anytime I was on a dog or cat guinea pig whatever I was going to asthma attacks and Wheezing and can't breathe and dying and have to go to St. John Providence and Henry Ford because I'm about to die from grass and all this. He prayed for me, God, and God healed me. God delivered me from that sickness. You know what I'm saying? So my mama had the same big faith. And I was I was talking to my brother about this. The the pastor Wayne T. Rags, my mama, like, yo, I healed your son. A couple years ago She's like yeah And I'm like wow I'm trying to have Big faith like my mom But my mama Had to tap in And have faith From her son To keep going And to keep Believing in her healing You couldn't have told None of us That my mama Wasn't gonna pass away That my mom Was gonna pass away 
We never seen it coming. That was never expected. My mama's face was so big, and she was so beautiful on the outside. On the outside, we couldn't tell that cancer was turned up on the inside, but it was. And that night, I, I never. This is three years. This be three years this year. My mama passed away. I haven't heard my mama's voice in years. I was almost forgetting what it sounded like. I haven't seen my mama move. I haven't seen her talk, cry, pray, nothing in three years. This video showed every emotion that I needed to see from my mama. And this showed how strong her was, how strong she was, her strength. But my point of saying this is to even piggyback on my first reason for today's episode. Never lose your faith. Keep going. Sometimes God needs you to tap into him, to trust him. And don't trust the world. Don't trust the bottle. Don't trust the cookie and your backwood. Sometimes you just got to put it on the line and just trust God and let it go. And he will show up right in the midst of the midnight hour. And um, one of my spiritual friends that I'm, I'm learning and building with on a spiritual rim told me, you can't be strong without being weak. It goes hand in hand. So people try so much to be strong, but trying to be strong, tear your ass up because you're not vulnerable to pain. You're not vulnerable to making yourself weak. Have you ever noticed when you got a heartbreak or some bad shit happen, you cry, you break down, and you hurting, but it's like a reboot, like a restart, like a refresh, like fresh air all of a sudden now. You know what I'm saying? Like you got another shot at this again after you let the pain pass. But you can't be great and can't move on and can't tap in to who you are and use your resources until you feel that pain. Pain is used to construct and build who you are. We become better by pain, not by being happy all the time. If God, if God gave us everything we wanted, we wouldn't even need God. God, people are like, oh, God loved us so much. Why he... Let this happen. Why he make that happen? Da, 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 da. To make you better. What? Why you think God took your mama from your 14 or 15 year old brother and you being 25? Because my mama did everything she was supposed to do and installed all of us what she wanted to, what she was supposed to do growing up. I got a college. I got a little brother about to go to college. I got a brother that's all American. And I'm busting my ass for all of us. And I got no kids, no baby mamas, and no jail time. Because of what my mama installed in me as a black little boy growing up on Seven Mile. Do you hear me? We went from bright. Listen, I, I was born in a million dollar family. I was a million dollar baby. Baby, Gold forks, gold spoons, gold knives, maids, fucking whatever. Butlers that live with me. Maids that live with me. The world and God to teach you. I can't give you everything you want, everything, you know what I'm saying? Because you're not going to need me. God wants you to need him at the end of the day. You need Jesus. You need him. He don't need, you need him, G. So I go from living in Manchester and Bloomfield Hills to my mama being married, um, moving to Brightmore. I'm fighting every day. <laughs> Niggas talking about your, your shirt too clean, pouring paint on my shirt. I'm bringing food to school. Niggas like, 
You got that from the suburbs. Like, little dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you mad because you're poor and I'm rich. Niggas used to fight me off that shit. More than seven mile. Now I'm versatile. I know how to be book and street smart. I know how to talk to a white man. I know how to talk to a black man. I needed that to make me who I am. So I couldn't be all in the riches. If I was all in the riches, I wouldn't be who Walter Daniels is today. I had to be poor. I had to take some losses. I had to starve some days. My mama had to lose some jobs and be without. And that made us as great as we are today. You get what I'm saying? But um, I just want to say, man, and that's just the last two personal experiences I went through back to back. And I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't keep this to myself. Um, like I said, I wanted to even piggyback to what I was saying about Detroit pastors. And um, it's crazy. You know what? I'm not even going to talk about pastors tonight. I don't want to block my blessings. And I don't know how to be transparent yet as far as preachers, who they come off as who they are, vice versa, who they really are. And the Bible says, touch not my anointing. And I know that. And even though my heart is gold and I'm coming from a good place, as a son of God, it's just certain things I'm just not ready to touch on. So, with that being said, Bless Life Detroit, Lions Podcast, we checking in, man. Um, Big Walt, it's a blessing. Um, it's a lesson. Um, it's a gift and a curse. But your faith is what makes you. Your pain is what creates you. Um, you know what I'm saying? But um, I'm going I'm to end this with a prayer. I'm going to sleep for sure. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed thy name. Hallowed be by name, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us for our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver from all that is evil. Find the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Next interview um, is coming up with my sister, man. My day one, one of my dogs. One of the smartest females I ever met in my life. I think she went to like Penn State, Harvard, fucking Yale. You know what I'm saying? Chantel Watkins. Um, one of the first black hippies I ever met. Um, she's a, um, they have a podcast too. Her, my little brother, one of my other um, people that I know. Um, they have a podcast called Mind Fucked on Spotify. I believe it's on Apple Podcasts as well. I will be interviewing her shortly, soon, in a couple of days, maybe in a few hours. Um, she just released a book. She got like two or three books, audio books. Um, she just released a single on Apples. And um, she's somebody that Detroit needs right now. You get what I'm saying? Damn near a freedom a freedom writer, a freedom speecher. Like, I done seen her at, at, um, at um, not no riot, but. Um, Chantel has spoken. I can't even think what I'm at a, I know, right? Um, fuck. 
O'Reilly, thank you, God. She talks at rallies in Detroit. Um, <clears throat> and her her power comes from her peace. Like this, somebody like I know, like her sister, her brother, fighters, her fighters. But she was brain smart or book smart before she was street smart. But she will beat your ass. So we will be checking in with the next episode. You know what I'm saying? My sis, Chantel the Hippie. You know what I'm saying? We was working in dispensaries together. You know what I'm saying? On that medical marijuana tip trying to save lives. And we both stopped that and became greater in Detroit and better people than drug dealers. Um, But that's the next interview coming up. And like I said, Blessed Life Detroit Lounge Radio Podcast. Spotify, Google, Apple, the main sources of entertainment today. My podcast is on, and one day I pray that I end up on Complex or Revolt working for Diddy. You hear me? Kenny Burns. I don't want to be like these Detroit people. I don't want to fit in. I don't want to be like them. And shout out to um, Hashtag Eastside, too. You know what I'm saying? They over there doing good on the East. You know what I'm saying? We West Side over here, blood. You hear me? Y'all enjoy y'all day, y'all night. Tap in. I have over 23 episodes thus far. And God willing, I'll give you 100 more. Good night. God bless.